Did you know the largest indigenous fruit in the U.S. is practically unheard of these days? Today, we discuss the pawpaw, a delicious, juicy, almost tropical tasting fruit that you can't find in the grocery stores. We'll discuss the why of all that at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Hey, Laura Beth. Hey. Did you see the induction ceremony video of Peyton Manning? Oh, for his induction to the Hall of Fame. He got his gold jacket. Yes. But no, I didn't see You've the video. You've got to watch it. It is precious. Okay. I, you know he's like a dream guest for me to for, be on the podcast. Me too. I'm just, please, Lord, let it let Ca- that door open. Peyton, have your people call us. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just, the more I see him in like comedy settings, in induction, you know, like in speeches, he is precious. There's really no other well-rounded athlete out there that can do that many things, that has good business sense, that's funny on SNL, that I can... I mean, he does it all. Yeah. That's yeah. also such a pro athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a, in an all-around great guy. So. Well, I'll have to, maybe I'll, I'll watch it. And yeah. I'll, is it worth linking in the show notes? Should oh, I for just sure. Put, okay. It's all right. so cute. I I'll mean, I know in. I'm biased because he was a vol, but it's just so great. That's awesome. He's a great Southerner. So is his dad. So were his brothers. Like, they're just great. Yeah. Yeah. Family. Legacies. Yeah. Good legacies. He gives a nod to his dad and his brothers. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. that's it's awesome. awesome. Um, okay. So just jumping into this topic, pawpaws. I wondered before someone heard your intro just now, if there was anybody that thought we were talking about either pets grandpas. or grandpas. <laughs> that's that's the two things I was thinking of. It's, okay, are people thinking we're talking about we're like... We're talking about mammals and pawpaws? <laughs> no. I'm sure there's people out there that's that hilarious. call their grandpa pawpaw. Oh, for sure. But that's not what we're talking that's about not. today. We're talking about fruit. And um, I first think of the song, and I'm not a singer, but I'm going to just, so y'all know, this is my, me being vulnerable. Picking up pawpaws, put them in your pocket. Picking up pawpaws, put them in your pocket. Have y'all ever heard that? I Way down not. yonder in the pawpaw patch. It, I mean, it vaguely sounds familiar, but okay. I, like if you were like, name that tune, I wouldn't been able to fill in the words for no. you at all. That was my first thought when I think of pawpaw is that just cute little catchy song. It's like a kid's song. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that's funny, I just finished a Bible study with um, Christy McClellan. Oh, yeah. So good. And it was so cute as she was doing the study. She she apparently is from Mississippi. Okay. And she refers to, this is so funny, when you're um, not doing the things you should, when you're in the flesh or in sin, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, just doing she things ref- your way, right? <laughs> she, yes, she refers to that as when I was in the pawpaw patch. Oh, Isn't so it's a hilarious? bad thing to be in the pawpaw patch to Well, her. she's just like, oh, when I was way over in the pawpaw patch. That's hilarious. the Lord met me there. Like, I just thought that was so Mississippi and so funny. That is hilarious. To say that. Well, I want to give you kudos as I try to as best I can on content ideas because today's topic was all you 
it's pawpaw season and you happen to know that because you're on top of things. But how would you describe pawpaw fruit? Because this was something that you had more knowledge of than yeah, myself. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is this is not exclusively Southern. Sure. It is very much Southern. Yes. In fact, a lot of the famous stories around it are Southern. But it's more, I didn't know this, but it's really more of an Eastern United States thing than it is a Southern sure. United States thing. Yes. So not apparently, East Coast, not just coast, but, just Eastern. but definitely yeah. on the East Coast, but yeah. not just East Coast. So apparently, they mostly grow between the Atlantic Ocean and the Mississippi River. Okay. And another thing that's important is they really like to be near water. Okay. Apparently. So I guess they do do well next to creeks and rivers and Mm -hmm, the Mississippi. (laughs) Yeah. And oceans and, you know, they they like moist soil. Yeah. So that's why you're going to see them often in those kind of places. Okay. Um, And they also grow in temperate climates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, apparently, the and, and the, you hear pawpaw patch because a lot of times they are in like cluster, right? Uh, like you'll see not just like one tree, but right. like several, okay, together. Pawpaw so forest, makes a little yeah. patch, yeah. yeah, yeah. And most of them grow. Um, I think usually you're going to see them about fifteen to twenty feet tall, okay. but they can get like forty five, fifty feet tall. Wow. That's just unusual. Okay, to see that one is that's that big. Yeah. Um. So they're often under other trees, like they're growing oh. under bigger hickory trees, oak trees, things like that. Um. So I just thought that was interesting if you're looking for them. Well, I was going to say maybe that's another reason why they've been overlooked. But yeah. I mean, I I don't think if for the largest edible fruit trees of native North America, I think the percentage of people that know about these is pretty low. It's funny. Yeah. I want to get to later a talk to about a guy that's like just like the guru, the fascin He's so fascinated with the pawpaw okay. that he's got like it's unbelievable all the things he's doing. But um, the beauty of the tree is mostly the fruit. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So um, there are various species of these that have different, you know, different um, fruit flavor even. But generally okay. it's all. Yes. They all look similar. Yes. So let's talk about the look and taste and all the things related to the fruit. Okay. So first of all, just in talking about the tree, the trunk is fairly skinny. Okay. I mean, I guess if it's getting up to 45, 50 feet, we're getting thicker. Trunk, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But generally, it's a pretty th- skinny trunk. Um, and it's pretty smooth. Okay. You know how some probably not a good tree to climb, really, but no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, the leaves are dark green. They turn yellow in the fall, like okay. a really bright, pretty yellow. Um, and the leaves can be up to, uh, they're usually around longest ones, like 12 inches long. Okay. Um, this is kind of a funny thing, but apparently if you crush the leaves or um, like muddle rub the leaves, okay. yes, mu- like thinking like muddle, it smells a lot like, people say it smells like a bitter green pepper, green really? bell pepper, like that's the smell. So if you're wondering, like, is this a oh, pawpaw little- tree? Because I don't see the fruit, because right. not all of them are going to have the fruit, right? Well, you know, obviously not, unless it's... August to October, they're not yeah. going to have the fruit. And even then, they may not be fruiting trees yes. yet. Or, yeah. For or maybe whatever they've reason. just been picked. 
freshly yeah. picked. Yeah. That's um, a great test. And it's a way a, you can know. A sweet bell, green bell pepper has a very distinct yeah, unusual. smell. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good test. Now, I am not a botanist to understand all of this, but apparently these are not pollinated by bees. Okay, I did read this. I thought this was strange. Slightly They're pollinated gross. <laughs> by flies or beetles. I don't know why that sounds so gross to sound, me. Just if you say flies, it's gross. It flies is. Flies are gross. Pollinating flies. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't understand all of the science behind this. Yeah. But I do know with things, there's male and female. Right. And that's how you get fruit. Yes. Is through one male and one female. Yes. Be it a tree or a whatever. Yeah. You have to have one of each to <laughs> yes. have fruit. So with that... Um, the flies slash beetles yeah. are the ones doing the pollinating on this. Right. The flower, which has the... The fruit in it? The Has the pollination yeah, yeah. to make the fruit. Apparently has kind of a little bit of a stenchy smell. Hence the fly it's attraction. A pretty, it's a pretty flower. Okay. Kind of a maroon color. Mm. Um, to me, it almost resembled, kind of resembled... What a Rose of Sharon flower looks okay. like. A little bit kind of okay. like that. That's just my own interpretation. But anyway, that smell attracts flies. Yeah. And then causes that. Um, That's so funny when people can't. we faced I know. Right I was going to say, this is a moment where if, if we had a video component to this podcast, y'all could see our cringed up faces. Can I Anytime just, we say the word fly or... Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, stinky. We, that, that would be pretty funny for listeners to see. Hopefully it's coming across even in tone. <laughs> but can I just tell you, I'm going to go even a step grosser, is I literally heard somebody talking about this on a video that said, oh, and if your trees aren't producing fruit and you really need to get more pollination happening... Just put some kind of roadkill nearby. No. I'm not kidding. I saw that. Yes. They didn't show it, but. Gross. I know. So disgusting. Anyway, flies and beetles are what do the pollinating. But then this is where I get like, oh my gosh, people know so much more scientifically about this stuff than I even care to know. You can self-pollinate with a paintbrush where you're getting a paintbrush and, you know, getting the pollen from the male okay. and putting it on the female oh my gosh. to get fruit going. That's I, amazing. I, you'd have to watch a video that's why from there's... somebody that's much more of a guru than <laughs> I. <laughs> that's why there's majors in college right? for this kind of stuff. This is a trade for sure. Um, but yeah, the fruit is the prize of this yes. tree. And so the fruit, um, it's, it's a green... Almost um, bean shape, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of an avocado in the sense of it has a skin mm-hmm. um, with all of the gushy yes. softness inside. Yes. An avocado has one big seed, whereas this has many smaller seeds. The seeds seem like they would be annoying to In pick eating through. This? To me, the ones that I saw pictures of, it just looked very cumbersome to weed well, through all that just to get apparently it's but just so tasty apparently that it's, it's worth it yeah, i was gonna say that's exactly right it's one of those things where <laughs> even little bites are worth fighting those seeds um but most of them vary in size um the biggest ones you'll see are about a half pound but most okay. of them are you know more like the size of an avocado yeah. or 
even yeah. maybe a little smaller than that. Yeah. Um, they're often in a cluster. So on the tree, you'll cool. see two, three, four, okay. kind of all growing okay. off together in a cluster. Kind of like a little coconut cluster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a great example. Um, they're ripe from late August to early October, hence why we wanted to talk about it right now. Yep. In case you have the availability to grab one, mm-hmm. it's going to be in the next weeks ahead. Um, now, once the fruit falls on the ground, they're they're ripe if they're falling off. Right. And animals are pretty quick to get them just because um, they're so yeah. wonderful for animals. Yeah. So raccoons like them, possums like them, um, it, deer sometimes like them, squirrels, um, you yeah. know. So if you have a tree or access to a tree, you got to kind of keep going be, out there because... Yeah. They're in high demand <laughs> from humans and animals. Exactly. Yes. Now, if you squeeze the fruit, it's going to have a bit of a give. Almost, this reminds me of avocado, too, yes, for some to know. reason. Like, if you just push on it and it's soft, it's it's yes, ripe. ripe. Yeah. Um, another thing that reminds me of the avocado is, you know, once it's ripe, you only get a couple of days. Yes. So, they, apparently, they refrigerate really well. Okay. So, um, but I've heard that they don't freeze well, which is a problem for okay. what we'll talk about later in okay. stores. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, once they're ripe, you can put them in the fridge and they can keep for two to three weeks. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, um, once they're, so they're green, this reminded me almost of a pear. They're green. Yeah. But they bruise kind of easy yes. and they'll get like blackish yeah. little spots. And you can kinda. still eat it even if it's black. Yeah. Like you can it's okay. not that it's rotten. Yeah. It's just ripe. Yeah. When it's getting those dark colors on there. So, yeah. yeah. If it's black, it's very ripe. You're going to have to eat it quick. And then inside, that fruit color, that flesh, is like a pale to bright yellow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's custardy. Is, is you know, kind of a custardy feel. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just eat it with a spoon. It sounds like, like literally you could. just scoop it out. And like I said, there's going to be you know maybe four or five seeds, yeah, in there that yeah. you got to work around. Right. Um, the flavor. People give different descriptions of mm-hmm. it, but the one you hear the most is between a banana and a mango. Yes, which I love both of those things so much. Just, mm. This sounds like the most epic smoothie. Right? It totally does. Or just like you were saying, just get a spoon out and enjoy it. Yes. Just with its own, with no other added flavors. But it, it sounds, sounds like perfect smoothie material, too. Totally. Occasionally, you'll hear people say, reminds them, it has a little bit of a pineapple flavor yeah. to it or a melon. Yeah, I've even heard cantaloupe okay. in there. Just so, that sweetness. I yeah. guess if there's different levels of ripeness, you know. And it can have a bitter, like there's mm-hmm. some of them apparently have like a bitter note that but not all of them um i even heard one person describe it as tutti frutti bubble gum do you remember tutti oh frutti? my gosh yes i do now that sounds more dramatic than what i picture yeah this that is would gonna be taste sweeter because like. it's added sugar but it just cracked me up because i'm like that's a distinct tutti frutti was like a distinct flavor so. so so now knowing the flavors that makes sense of why it's also the pawpaw is also called the appalachian banana or I've heard hillbilly banana. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's, it's got that sense. banana flavor. And it's something that you can literally eat in your head, like out in the field. Yeah. I read a story actually that was someone 
that was really just starting to get into sustainable living. Like they were really feeling convicted to learn how to feed themselves for a variety of reasons. And this was one of the fruits that they were going to start with because they felt like this was, you know, with somebody in the South. So it's like native to this area. They were just trying to get as basic as they could back to... Back to the land. What if, yeah, what it would be like if you had just landed in this area with no innovation and progress. Yeah. So I well, thought that so was that's, interesting. I, I'll just go ahead and jump into a story I was going to tell later. And that is apparently, you know, these rumors that come around from old, from stories of old. Apparently, Lewis and Clark had written about that they had to live for three days only on pawpaws. Wow. That's all they had that was edible yeah. to sustain them yeah. to stay alive. Yeah. So they were um, very grateful for the pawpaw. Yeah. So they're kind of over it, though, probably at that <laughs> point, though. It's lost its golden lackluster excitement. Yeah. Well, I think we should get into one of the main reasons you're not going to, you know, We've enticed you to want to taste this now, but why can't we just go to the grocery and grab one? It goes back to the dollar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything comes back to the dollar. So apparently they don't stack well. Yeah. And they don't ship well. Yeah. So there you go. And as we mentioned in terms of even shelf life, they've got about a three to five day window of being, um, you know, ripe and purchasable so that's not a long enough it's time feasible, even if you could I get guess. them there even if they were stackable yeah to get them there because as i said a minute ago they don't freeze well and so like because i i personally i buy frozen mangoes year round yeah because i use them in things like smoothies mm-hmm. so i buy frozen cherries if a lot this was available <laughs> for that reason yeah in frozen format I, I would have interest in that but Apparently they don't freeze well so well that but, makes them all the more enticing which is also why You'll see them on like fine dining menus where they're making, you know, frou-frou desserts and things yes. with pawpaws because they know not everybody's going to be able to get it. So right. let's, you know, bring it in as the... It's like the soft shell crab approach. <laughs> no, it's it's such a delicacy. <laughs> That's funny. But it's um apparently because it's similar to a banana, there's a lot you can do with it. Like bread, pawpaw bread, like yes. a banana bread. Um, it's even, I I found several, again, this may be more for the keeping it, making it, um, the chic, unusual thing. Okay. Yeah. Used in brewing of beer. Really? Like there's pawpaw beers out there if you wanted to, I don't know how much of the flavor actually comes through when you've got yeast and hops and everything else. That's so true. Anyway. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I saw ice creams, custards, jams, all of those make good pawpaw, um, flavoring and then yeah I mean anything I'm such a bread lover so <laughs> any anything I saw with pawpaw flavoring sounded good I even saw um pawpaw pancakes oh my gosh that Hey-o. sounds doesn't delicious. that sound perfect uh pawpaw salsa Ooh, if you well, like you've a, seen mango salsa, I was gonna say if you like a mango salsa, then you which probably I kind like of, this. I'm I'm kind of like I like my salsa spicy, so mango salsas are a little weird to me, but I would try it. I like it paired with certain things, like I like a mango salsa on like a fish taco. Oh, that's true. Or like yeah. just with certain, yeah, I don't really true. like it on beef, but yeah, um, yeah, puddings, breads, it's all, all got my vote. Custardy, yes. you know, like anything you would 
think of that you could use with custard. Like even with the pancakes, I think about the consistency of pumpkin. Yeah. And you know how you'll see pumpkin pancakes. Yes. And, yeah. That's so, so true. that would make sense That's that you true. could do pawpaw pancakes. That's so true. Well, apparently um, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were both lovers of pawpaws. They had them planted at Mount Vernon and Monticello. Okay. And um, the rumor is, is that Washington's favorite dessert was just chilled pawpaw. Really? I wow. If these stories come about, you know, know. by someone did, who toured Mount Vernon and saw one tree and came did, up with these stories. Or, yeah. Is that really true? I don't know. Did the cook write that down and passed it down in their family line? So yeah. now we know. Who knows? But. Who knows? But I can see how, I mean, things were simpler. It's not like they had a million ingredients to work with all the time. So I can see how in the September, October, he would have, sure. like, you know, really enjoyed those chilled pawpaws yeah. as his ending to his meal. Yeah. And, you know, we forgot to even mention the reason it's called pawpaw. I saw oh, that yeah. that it got the name from European explorers who thought it looked like a papaya. papaya. Right on but that, yeah, but... so they came over here exploring and thought, oh, that's a papaya. So I guess they didn't want to be too original. They just kind of went with funny? some like... Well, I can see the connection. <laughs> slurred version of papaya. Of that. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a little smaller, not as bright orange, but it has the seeds inside that are similar. Yeah. Um, And another thing that I read in my research was... The 13 miles between Williamsburg and Yorktown. Okay. Apparently, it's just lined with lots of pawpaws oh, in that area. Okay. So, um, so if, if you're around there. That should be easier to find than for some of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say it, it's funny because we, we said the South and you said the East as well. But even Ohio. Should we talk about that? Ohio <laughs> is is full, apparently, of papaya. It's state of pawpaw trees (laughs) they're state fruit right yeah it's their native state fruit and so if you are a ohioan this is definitely something you you should have access to and like we said probably not in your grocery store but if you've got a farmer's market yeah or if you've just a friend that has land or got an eye for you know keeping an eye out for it when you're traveling around in your area you may even just see one so yeah kentucky and ohio are right in the middle of the native range so That's definitely so those two states That's fine. should be being watchful for yeah this. when i said the hillbilly banana i've even heard it called the kentucky banana okay as well okay so i think i read that somewhere so yeah um okay one other thing i just thought was so fascinating there is a particular butterfly okay called the zebra swallowtail butterfly it is gorgeous that's a crazy name zebra swallowtail yeah you should look it up okay it is so beautiful okay so it's black and white okay it's the zebra and it has like a red little bit of red in the middle okay it eats pawpaw leaves like that's oh my goodness this is gorgeous what it loves to eat is pawpaw leaves so i just thought that was so fascinating because Yet another reason I'm kind of wanting to plant a pawpaw tree. You should. Or two. I guess I need a male and a female. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to be out there with my paintbrush, though. <laughs> um, this butterfly I literally looks like a zebra. I want these butterflies to come around, and I want to eat the fruit. Sounds wow. so fun. Isn't it beautiful? It's gorgeous. So, anyway, 
Um, I thought that was fascinating. Now, there's some other fruits in the same family as the pawpaw that I thought I would just mention in case somebody has had any of these. Okay. They're going to at least, you know, be cousins. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> they're in the same family. And um, these are even more tropical. Okay. Okay. So these others in the same family are soursop. I'm probably going to butcher these names. Don't laugh, y'all. Rolinia, Rolinia, custard apple, and okay. cherimoya. So okay. if you've ever had any of these, apparently soursop's pretty. People know about that. And, no idea. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so if you've Sour tasted a fans. cherimoya or a custard apple, you, maybe you've got, you know, you've got a similar cousin taste to the pawpaw. But okay. Anyway. Um, if this is fascinating to you, I wanted to mention a couple of names and resources. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Andrew Moore authored a book called Pawpaw in Search of America's Forgotten Fruit. Oh. Yeah. So if you want to read more about this, um, and he believes that it's becoming forgotten because people aren't na- in nature as much. Yeah. We're not out gathering our food like right. we used to. Right. That's, I was thinking when you mentioned those people that were wanting to go back to their, go back to sustainable mm-hmm. living, you mm-hmm. know, you're going to want to get to know the pawpaw because apparently yeah. it's pretty, you know, resilient and yeah does well in this area of um, the Eastern or Southeastern yeah. United States. And um, also, okay, so the guy that I mentioned earlier, his name is Neil Peterson. Okay. He is so passionate about pawpaws. He's cultivating various breeds oh. of pawpaws. You can get just extensive information, everything you would want to know, and then some on okay. pawpaws. And purchase trees okay. from his website. It's petersonpawpaws.com. I love it. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, he names his pawpaws from rivers okay and he just had one that came out that was um exclusive to the southeast oh he, cool anyway so we should be selling that on our website <laughs> <laughs> just kidding so there you go there's your um pawpaw guru that's good i'll link to both of those in our show notes um and then Anything else you wanted to say? Well, I've got I just, a- I mean, again, just to reiterate, obviously I want to try one, but I feel like if there's a fruit that is native to my homeland, then it's meant to be a part of the sustenance of my personal body. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I'd be born somewhere else where other things grow. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what are, what if this has like nutrients that, that like we my need. personal body needs? Needs. That's so fascinating. You know, what if because is... I do fully believe in eating what's in season and eating close to home and yeah. that kind of thing, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, I've never read anything about worldwide if things are indigenous and then the people that are born there need those particular things, which is kind of the statement I'm making, yeah. but. It seems like that if you're born in a particular place at a particular time, that there's a reason. Yeah. And so I would yeah. think that food is yeah. a part of that. Yeah. I don't know. But at, at least I want to try one. So I know. We, 
I'm, I'm on the hunt. Um, this Peterson Pawpaws had um, a link on where you could purchase the fruit. Okay. So I go to that, and then they're sold out. So I'm like, well, that's, okay. you know. Because everybody bought them to plant in August, I guess. Or no, to be. Not the tree. The okay. actual, I wanted to just buy the fruit yeah, right yeah. now. I, mean, okay. I would, wouldn't mind having a tree or two. I just think that would be so fun yeah. to have. But um, I just was thinking, I want to get my hands on the fruit. And yeah. then I got, was thinking like, oh, it's all the fine dining restaurants. They probably got, you they, know. They got dibs. Dibs and, on. They always get the dibs on all the good meat. and Well, and it's funny too. Do you too, know what I mean? Because it kind of goes back to an episode we had a long time ago. I don't even remember what we called it. But we discussed fine dining restaurants using like ingredients. and stuff like that. Yeah. That like if an Appalachian person from let's say even 50 years ago, saw that on a menu, they'd be like laughing. Or they definitely would be like, I ain't paying $50 for that. Yes. <laughs> like that's rolling around in grandma's backyard. Exactly. Why is it on the menu here? Yeah. Yeah. So that may be why it's sold out. But um, I- I'm on the hunt. Cool. For a pawpaw. Um, just a few more things I'll throw out. Pawpaw Appreciation Day. You know, these calendars Stop that are, it. I'm not kidding, September 16th. Oh, it's coming up. Okay. So I want to have one on September 16th. Okay. Whoever can set me up with a pawpaw, I want one. Join us September 16th <laughs> as we bite into a pawpaw. And there are festivals no. and towns named pawpaw. Well, I just had to give the shout out. Is that where we should go then to get... Are they well, far from us? a little further. Okay. So Newport News, Virginia yeah. has Pawpaw Appreciation Day on August 21st okay. this year. Okay. At Inview Plantation. Okay. Um, there is in Albany, Ohio, September 17th to 19th is the Pawpaw Festival. Okay. Again, there you go, Ohio. They've claimed it. So That's right. Better be a festival. Um, I believe Frederick, Maryland has a festival on September 18th. And there is a town called Pawpaw, West Virginia. Oh, wow. And they have a celebration September 3rd through 5th, which I think is Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, wow. This is a timely subject. If you're in any of those places, jump to your. Uh, festival and I hope there's enough pawpaws for everybody who attends that's right there's your pawpaw 101 that was such a good overview I'm so glad to know it and now I'm so glad that hopefully we've got some more people on the lookout for them so that they can be enjoyed by the people and not just laying on the ground yeah um I will say one other little thing if you do find one um I saw different ways that people eat it you know with a spoon but you can even, if you picture, like, let's picture it's, you're not cutting it where it's open lengthwise, okay. but you cut it down the middle where it's now two, how do you describe that? You're better at things like this. Like there's a, almost like a top and a bottom. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You can just squeeze it. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? And yes, yes. the seeds are going to come too, but like it's custardy enough that you can just eat it without anything in nature. This is like the ultimate baby food pouch too. <laughs> they sell all those pouches in, yes. in stores for like baby food on the go. Hilarious. This is it. Yeah. This is, the, so. this is nature's version of Gerber baby pouch. How fun is that? That's great. Well, thanks for bringing this up. And ask your pawpaw if he's ever had a pawpaw. Oh, lovely.
played. Well played. <laughs> yes. Well, we do hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you are loving this podcast, we would so appreciate you sharing this with your friends. That's the very, very best way that anyone can find any podcast. That's right. That's what I do. And so you have influence over people in your life that we don't. And so we would so appreciate you sharing us with the friends and family that you love. Okay. Peace be with you. And also with y'all.